<laughs> Good to see everyone this morning. Hey, wonderful to be here ministering uh, today. Yeah, I love that new people's graphic. Who loves that new people's graphic? It's the most loving middle finger that you're ever going to see. Just saying. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, just we are, this morning we are celebrating the Lord's table and everything that he has prepared for us. You know, you could be in the midst of something rather intense in your life at the moment in this season, but God has prepared something for you. He has prepared His goodness for you. He, nothing surprises God, does it? Nothing's going to surprise Him because He knows everything. And so He's prepared a table for you, no matter what trial you're facing. Maybe you're looking at actually extending something in your faith, then He has provided for you that next level. So this morning, we're going to be camping around the Lord's table and then taking communion at the uh, at the end of the service. Um, we're so excited here at Thrive, kind of being the season that we're in. We believe a real season of growth and of challenge and of kind of like, hey God, we want to stretch out. We believe you've called us to go beyond just where, where we are at the moment. We don't want to just sit back and go, you know, well, we've made it. Now we've made multiple services happen. We're like, no, God, you got something else. Something awesome. And so, yeah, we're going to celebrate that today. We met actually um, uh, a couple of weeks ago here as our Empower leadership team. And there's an amazing group of about 30 people who are involved uh, in that team. And we had a time in there where we just spent worshipping and listening to God. And a part of what we do as a church is we just really honour what God's saying. And we just settle our hearts. And we maybe He speaks through a picture. Maybe it's, it's like a dramatic voice or just a whisper. And we want to connect with what He's saying. And so Laura actually had this um, picture that night as we gathered together. And I want to just share it with you this morning. So just, yeah, listen to this. So Last night, while we were worshiping, God gave me a picture of all of us in power leaders and you both. We were all in a Viking Day style tent. Outside of the tent was like a games arena. And in the tent, we were in clusters, some people praying for each other, some laughing and talking, and others walking around preparing equipment and clothing. There was a great vibe, like a buzz in the tent, and the atmosphere was full of anticipation excitement and joy. Everyone also shared the feeling that this was going to be one of the last times that we were to be together in this way, sort of like a Last Supper feel, that things were not going to be the same after this moment. But what struck me most was that the perfect um, and completed care that each of us was showing each other. Then I got a picture of everyone's hands, and I felt the hands were working hands, strong, able, and willing. They each had a unique marking on them, and I really felt each person had a unique and integral part to play in the game, and that no one was in the tent by accident. There was definitely a victory to be claimed. And then, uh, Glenn, when you mentioned the scripture about preparing the table in the presence of enemies, this resounded with the game's arena that uh, we were preparing for a game against an opposition. But we all shared such peace and joy in the tent, even though we were to face another team. You know, that's a great picture, isn't it? It's great imagery that, uh, that God calls us beyond our tent together to go and, go and do something for him. 
there's, there's a challenge out there waiting for us. And it may be slightly intimidating. It may be scary. You know, there's no victory without a battle. There's no testimony without a test. And so God actually says, well, this is a part of who you are becoming, the way you engage in this battle called life, you know? Like, who loves a battle? Yeah, I don't know. If I'm, I, I don't give a big resounding yes. Sometimes as a part of me, I just like easy street, you know? I just like to, I just give me the victory, clip the ticket, and I made it, and I'm like, yeah. But actually, God is forming, like Lynn was saying, character within us. He is developing our life. And, and Jesus knew this about Peter. He said, he, he says, hey, Peter, 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 this guy, Peter meaning rock. And he said, hey, Peter, on you, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. See, it was awesome because Jesus was identifying Peter and the potential that Peter had. He, had, he, he was going to carry the church. He was going to be a pioneer for what you know, we're a part of today. But the other thing that Jesus identified was that there were gates of hell. There was opposition, there was contention, there was going to be a battle, and Peter, it's going to come against you, that they're going to want to open up, and demons are going to fly, and, but you, you're going to be all right. Like It's not going to prevail against you. And so it, all of us face a battle of some kind. When we're, when we're looking to push out in faith, there's always going to be opposition, even if it's like a faith step and you can't see it in the natural but, you know, in the spiritual realm, the demonic realm does not want you to receive victory in your life. And so today we're going to be just talking about how we can stay in a space of victory. Let me just pray for you this morning. Holy Spirit, we just give you thanks today that you dwell in a constant state of optimism over our lives, even when we may be feeling rather pessimistic. You you see us in the in our best case scenario and you live in a best case scenario and and look for everyone and anyone who's facing a wall a battle a mountain to climb lord we just release revelation today over those lives that you would receive the word of god in season for you this morning amen you know as i was saying before we do have an enemy in life and i don't want to celebrate him or blow him up to be bigger than he actually is but in uh, john 10 10 it says this of the devil that he comes to steal kill and destroy it's a rather intense assignment against our lives he, he wants to take away everything you have and actually deplete your resources. He wants to erode your life. But the, the latter half of that scripture says that, hey, I'm Jesus and I have come to bring life and life to the full. So that's the main point of that scripture is that we can, we can go through life, face the, the battle and receive abundant life, full life, an overcoming life. You were born to be an overcomer. And at this time, um, in all of our lives, we are contending for something. We're contending for something better. You, I believe that every one of you have a desire to see something better happen in your life. It's the way we're wired. Something greater. Maybe it's financially, maybe it's uh, emotionally, maybe it's, it's about your family, maybe it's about your marriage. And it, there's nothing wrong with that desire to, to want to see something better. 
And God's like, I want to enable you. I want to equip you. I want to empower you so that when life is intimidating, when the challenges are around you, you have every resource you need to go on and do my will that I've planned for your life. I was um, praying for Asia for a just kind of like a, a, a healing breakthrough in our, in our family. We were just praying together and um, before she went to bed uh, one night and, and I said to her as I was praying, I said, I just, I break the power of sickness. And she just immediately looked at me and said, sickness has no power. And it was a, it was like, yeah, this is from an, yeah, a nine-year-old. Yeah, I was going to say eight, but her grand knows better. Sickness has no power. And it was like just, I mean, it was, that was a, a stop moment and a, like a God was speaking through Asia to me moment. And then we were like, yeah, sickness has no power because at the cross, the power of Satan was defeated. The, the cross, he cried out, it is finished. And in Greek, that meant it is paid in full. It is completed. It's like, that's what they would stamp on the receipts in their day. It is completed. It is finished. That was the statement, the same statement he used. And, and in that statement meant that he had paid the full price for sickness. He had paid the full price for death and debt and every assignment that wants to erode our lives. Jesus paid the full price for. Isn't he awesome? It says in 1 Peter 2.24 that we have been healed. We were healed by the blood of Jesus. That is retrospective to, to your time frame right now. And so we're in this, in this flesh, we're fleshing out the spiritual reality, aren't we? We're just, we're stuck in our bodies, but we are believing, we are pressing on and taking a hold of everything that Christ Jesus took a hold of for us. That's what Paul said. Come on, I want to press on. I want to take a hold of it. I can see something that isn't in my physical reality, but I'm not looking. I'm not looking at my circumstances. I am looking through the lens of my spirit and I am trusting faithfully in your promises for my life. So how, we're, we're, we're going to be just celebrating your, your challenges and your hard places and your battles and your frustrations because, yeah, they're there, but we're going to be celebrating the blood of Jesus over them to defeat them and to, to release His grace and power uh, to you. So we're just going to go to Psalm 23 uh, right now. Um, and I want to read this over you because David, who wrote this psalm, he was a battler. He was a warrior king. He knew what it was to face enemies, to be intimidated, and, and to be like his whole army left him and they were coming after him. And, you know, he was in a bad space, but he knew that God was in his world. And he said this, just close your eyes. I want to read this over you, and I want you to own this in your spirit right now. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Today we're just going to look at verse 5 from that. I just want to break two things open from what it means that he says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You know, you know you're in for something special when God says he's in charge of the catering. When he's putting on the meal. When he's laid it out. When he's thought of the menu. And he's going to be the one that's attending to your seating. And, and you know that dinner time, this is not going to be an ordinary meal. This is not just a quick drive through to KFC or, a, or ring up uh, the fish and chip shop and get some greasies and it will just be enough uh, to get by on. When God says he's going to provide something for you, it has got your breakthrough in mind. It has got your provision in mind. He has got your best case scenario in mind for your life. So when he prepares a table in front of us, it, this word table, it doesn't just mean an empty table. It doesn't mean just like, well, there's the table, what's on it? It actually means a spread. It means a banquet, a, like a food, a food overflow. He lavishes his love on us, as, as Lynn said. It's like a lavish spread, this feast of heavenly food. And he knows that that will sustain us and that will give joy to us. But the major point of difference with, you know, this fine dining experience here that he has for us on offer is that it's not, it's not in a five-star restaurant. You're not in the comfort of your own home. You're not just, you know, they haven't gone up the gondola sitting on the top of the hill and just like, wow, look at the view. This is like, I am, I'm up on my mountaintop here. no. Where is it? It says in verse 4 that he prepares this feast for us in the very midst of a darkest valley, in the the presence of our enemies. It's like, what did you do that for, God? That's that's hard. Because it's hard to be eating. It's hard to be relaxed. It's hard to sit down when your enemies are close by. It's hard to relax, yet... You know, it says in Hebrews that we need to fight to enter into our rest. There's something about receiving God's best in the midst of the presence of your enemies. So I want to ask today, how do we align our lives to receive from the Father while not being distracted by our enemies? Right now, right now, snapshot of your life, snapshot of the fear that could be around you. Where am I going? What am I going to do with my life? Snapshot of like, I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't have anyone to do life with. Maybe I'm not married and I've got this great big desire and grief at the same time. Maybe, what is, what is your snapshot now? What is that thing that is intimidating you? Because God says right now in that thing, that insecurity, whatever it is, that he has prepared a table for you, a feast for you, so that, that you would not be overwhelmed by the presence of that, but by what he's laying on in your life for you to eat from. The first thing that we need to be doing is to be sitting at the Father's table. He's put it on. He's laid it out. He's done it all. But are we sitting at his table? Maybe if we're sitting at the wrong table, today is a day where you're going to hop up from that table and and go and excuse yourself and, and sit at the Father's table. You know, what we take into our life flows out 
from our life, doesn't it? What we, we become, what we, we are, what we eat. You know, watching horror movies, for example, and not expecting to have nightmares or struggle with fear, is that's like spiritual insanity. It's crazy. You are a gateway. That's just one, that's just one thing. In James 3 verse 11, it says uh, this way, you know, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Do you know the, the input of the water going into the tributaries of our life that feeds the spring are going to determine the output? You know, whatever we're receiving from whatever avenue, whether it's, you know, whether what you watch on TV, what you listen to, who you hang out with, are all tributaries feeding the spring of your life. Are those tributaries connected to the Father's table? Are they connected to his heart? Are they connected to the victory that he has planned for you? In Philippians 4.19, it says, It is him who's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through what Christ Jesus has provided for us. See, the Father doesn't want to just, he doesn't want to just, out for us to cope with our enemies and just to like, well, they're there and they're just not going to go away. And I'm just, I'm just, and he doesn't just feed us crumbs. So we have a little crumb here and we have a little tributary of fear over here going on. And in the middle, we've got this mixed up confusion of like, what? I, I'm a Christian, but where am I going? What's my direction in life? And I, and I still feel like I'm not victorious. See, God has designed every one of us through Christ Jesus to live a victorious life. He, he just doesn't have a second rate uh, mindset for you to have in regards to your well-being and your state of mind and spirit. You know, if you're sitting at the Father's table, could look and feel a bit like this. You know, this, this table is a table of honor. You are a guest. You are an honored guest at His table. You have His attention. He is the most loving and devoted host in your life. He is the comforter. You are comforted by Him at this table. He understands your dietary requirements. And He understands what you need for strength right now. You're not feeling guilty or contemned about being at the Father's table. And you haven't had to climb over people to get there. You are a guest and it is freely given to you. And even though your enemies are close by, you feel relaxed. You're like, hey man, how's it going? You're feeling joyful. He anoints your head with oil. Your, his, your cup's going to overflow. It's all good. He's laying it on. He's providing the banquet. You just got to feed. You got to feed at his table. And we can be sitting at his table. And that's awesome. But the next thing we've got to be doing is eating what he has given to us. What's the food? <laughs> how, do I, how do we translate this metaphor into now? Joshua was a warrior. He had an army. He led a nation. God was calling him into a promised land. He had to cross a river that was in flood. He had to see Jericho defeated. He, was, he, was to go, he knew pressure, right? 
He knew what it was like to feel intimidated. And the angel, you know, in Joshua 1 says, you know, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous is like five times. And Joshua's just like gaining the spiritual reality of, of who he's called to be and the courage in his life. And then in Joshua 1.8, the, um, the angel says this to him and it says, the book of the law, I think I've got that up there. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. And when I say the book of the law, let's call it the book of life because that includes the, the New Testament now and grace. So it's even better. And it says that you may observe it and to do according to all that's written in it. For then you, for then you, for then you will make your way prosperous. You will. You're not. You're not waiting for God to turn up. You're not, you're not waiting for like, if it's your will, you are going to make your, pro, your way prosperous because you have meditated on the promises of God. You have digested it. You know, that word meditate is to mumble. It's like a cow chewing its cud. It's just like, this is all I need to eat. This is what is going to sustain me. This truth now, this word of God, the word of life, this, this word is greater than my physical reality. This is greater than the presence of my enemy. This, is a, this moment is a victory moment despite them being right there because I am I'm consumed with the word of God. I am consuming the word of God. And the, and the, the Father's table, you know, our enemy can't even engage us for battle because we're too busy consuming everything God has provided for us. What do you need to be chewing over right now, right now, today, in this place, in your space? Well, that sounded like a rap. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't do that. That was the 90s. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm awesome. Um, what is your battle? <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Luke 10, 9, 19. You got to get this from the get-go. This is about you. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I have given you authority. This is referring to the demonic realm. This is referring to demons that are real and out there. You know, let's just acknowledge they're there, but not be consumed by fear because of their presence, because of the blood of Jesus is so much more powerful. But they want to condemn us and they want to hem us in and they want, they want to crush us. But we have a, a victory that is assured in the Father's presence. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. That's like, let's do a little dance. Let's, let's stampede the, that pressure. Let's stampede those, those demons. Let's, let's take our authority. Let's receive our authority. Let's not reject his authority. Do you know this is not a passive thing here? This is, you don't just observe authority. You don't just, you know, just, oh, look at that guy. He's got authority, but I, you know, it's not me. I don't, I don't do that authority thing. I, I'm just, I'm like passive, aggressive. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've got authority to take. He has provided authority for you to take in your life. 
you could decree something and it will be so. I think it says that in uh, the Bible. It says it in Job somewhere. The power of your decree, standing up into the fullness of who Christ made you to be. Ephesians, you know, you are the head and not the tail. You have been given authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And maybe today, if you're feeling like weak, then that's the thing you need to chew over. If you're feeling less, then that's what you need to be digesting. That is your food. That is what the Father is putting on for your life. This is how you become an overcomer. You know, one of the things I um, I totally struggled with was a sense of failure around my life. I would feel overwhelmed for about 10 years. I struggled with this, especially getting into, into business. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I every day I'd be just this like stressed out unit. And I had stomach problems because of it. I, I learned this truth, coach. You know, there's nothing that I'm going to face today that God and I can't handle together. That's not specifically the Word of God, but it is. It's a combination of, the, of a few verses, but there's nothing. You know, that became my, like, you know, I just chewed that over. I just regurgitated that every day. You know, just feeling just awful. That became my, I lent on that. I didn't do my, my you know, my 20 chapters a day then. No, that was just that. That was all I needed to sustain, you know, to sustain the life that I needed to receive from heaven at that time. And so, and I've moved beyond feeling overwhelmed, which is awesome. Man, your enemy, your enemy could be failure, you know. Maybe today that's something you need to chew over. You're raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. Maybe today you can drink and eat to your healing. By his stripes, you were healed by the blood of Jesus. Maybe that's your truth today. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with emotional health. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. You know, that, that's the word of God. That's your life sentence right there. Your life sentence isn't being overwhelmed by the presence of your enemies, but your life sentence is to be in the presence of the Father, consuming His Word, consuming His truth about you. Don't just go through life and click onto autopilot and watch TV in the in the evenings. Flat. It's like a waste of years of your life. At least if you're going to watch TV, watch a little bit, but spend some time in the Word. Like that's what's going to sustain you. That's what's going to bring victory. That's going to be the point of difference in your life. Last thing from verse 5 is that David sees that God's anointing him. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. There's the sense of abundance, of the refilling of the presence of God. You know, shepherds would put oil around the eyes and the ears of sheep back in the day so that flies couldn't land on them or in them and then lay eggs and multiply. The oil speaks of God's covering, his protection, his empowerment. At this table, there's, there's the food that you're taking within you. There's the word of life that you're receiving through Jesus Christ who laid his life down. There's the Holy Spirit you've got within you and then over you. The Holy Spirit is over your life. He covers you. His love covers you. 
we can just have the band up now, that'd be awesome. Today, I, I believe this is a significant day for you to eat and drink to the freedom that Christ has made a way for you. He has made a way for you so that you can live free, so that you can be free. But we've got to engage in this process. He's done it through grace, and our faith says, I'm going to take that. I'm going to stretch out, and I'm going to take that. There's a cool guy in the church called Blair Harris. I don't know if you've met him or not. He's awesome. Anyway, he would tell you that the, the best place to send and receive data would be up high, where you've got a clear line of sight, no obstructions. In that place, the strength of the signal is going to be strongest to be able to receive or send. Man, the Bible says it's it's better to to give than receive, but it's still good to receive. We were created with senses, weren't we? Five senses. And that's the way we communicate. That's the way we transmit. It's how we get our input through, you know, sight, hearing, touch, taste. God's just hardwired us to receive, to be sending and receiving messages. And we've, He's given us a spirit. And this is another incredible place of receiving. And He wants us to receive His goodness today. He wants to connect with you today in His Word, in His presence. Let me just pray with you before we share in communion together. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence. Jesus, we thank you that you are the Word of life. And as Peter said, where else would I go? You have the words of life. Just the word of life for every person here today, uniquely crafted and thought over. You've made a menu for us, specific to our need, Lord. And I just call up the gold in people's situations right now. We just call up the confidence, the authority, the love of Christ into every situation where people may be being intimidated, Lord. We call up your grace in Jesus' name. Just as the band plays uh, for you now, this is your time to receive. And you can just come up and take uh, the uh, bread and the juice in your own time and there'll be some scriptures just rolling through, and maybe one of those is something that you can chew over and just consider as we celebrate and remember the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ through communion.